debates, roasting, and fun in Jeet Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Ring Rust, a pro wrestling podcast by Jeek Nation. I am your host, Rockin' Mr. Magic, and joining me is my tag team partner, the Cold Heart, JT. What's going on, my friend? It just feels good to be recording again. Got a new setup thanks to one of the friends of the show, Randy Cobb. So big shout out to Randy for uh, hooking up my audio. Yes, so we're going to see how that goes. So instead of just open recording or using an old headset, we actually have uh, some real stuff happening here. Awesome. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Randy. We appreciate you hooking JT up. So it's been, yeah, as JT said, it's good to be recording, and that's always fun for us. So we are going to jump right into our topics for this episode. The and not a Christmas theme, but uh, just some uh, some fun topics with a little Christmas at the end here. So, and to me, the most uh, surprising news recently here in the world of wrestling, the WWE is sending for two-day-a-week training at the PC, Keith Lee, Otis, as well as Dabocado, um, almost or Osmos, I forget how to pronounce his name. Almost, um, uh, uh, almost. Mm-hmm. I think his first name is Jonathan, Big Jonathan, um, as well as Dio Madden. All back to the PC uh, to the PC for additional training because Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, not happy with their in-ring performances. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't think Keith or Otis need more work. And I think if anybody watched the expose the network did on Keith Lee, which was excellent, by the way, I don't know if you saw that. I've uh, seen uh, bits. But he's the last person I think that needs more training. And I don't think with his background, Otis needs more training. I think this is Vince's way of saying, I want him to lose weight. Mm. Okay. I, that makes sense. I suppose. Um, ever, you know, they, he's been making, uh, at least Keith Lee's been making him wear a shirt. I don't know why he hasn't been making Otis wear one because Otis, to me looks bigger than than Keith, but Keith has I've never seen him wrestle to in a shirt in, ever until he got called up to the main roster. I'll be honest with you, I didn't even notice that he was wrestling in a shirt. Yeah, he's got a you know like a singlet type of uh, strappy thing going on there, and he right, um, right. and a couple of times it was like a like a cut off t shirt. Uh, well, style like athletic cutoff but yeah they've, they've made him wear a shirt ever since they called him up you know full time i should say because the other appearances he did he did not have a shirt until he joined the roster yeah um so to me it's you know it's one of two things either i want him to lose weight or i want them to learn to work the wwe style you know, he, he he thinks they're not working the WWE style enough. The w, the the big man WWE style, so he can't he can't especially Keith. He's not allowed to do all the stuff that people like him doing. Um, well, I mean, it's just pretty much everyone changes their style when they come into the into the um the company. They always seem to change their style a little bit. Even yes. AJ Styles. Um, so I think um, 
it could be either one of those things. But as far as people who need wrestling training, I would not put those two on the list. I can think of I could think of several people I would put on the list that are that are even getting featured um, that need more training. <coughs> Lana. <coughs> Lana. <coughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I don't know if <laughs> do you, you need, could do you need some I, water? I, I don't know if you could hear me over my cough. I was saying Lana. Oh, oh, I, I just thought you needed some water. Um well Lana and uh, and the person keeps putting her through tables. Um Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Naya knows how to work. She just doesn't know how to not hurt people. Um, so that's, uh, yeah. But Lana just looks bad at everything she does in the ring. Yeah. I remember when she had a feud with Naomi, that was some of the worst matches ever. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's rough, you know, and I try and I don't want to not like her, but um, Lana is as bad a wrestler as she is a be- beautiful as a woman. I mean, she was she was a good manager. I don't understand why they just wouldn't keep her in well, that capacity. Well, Jim Cornette was a good manager. I don't I wouldn't put him in the ring though. Well, I mean, well, oh, come on. You I mean you didn't love that classic um, tuxedo match with Paul Heyman? That is one of my guilty pleasure matches. Actually, everything from Starcade—not Starcade, excuse me—Great American Bash '89 is pretty much a hit in my book. So, see, see, see there you go. They're just trying to recreate that for for Lana, I guess. <laughs> Except for the you know the this is the diva era, so they can't have her get naked. But you know, they're, they're I think to- I think Lana sorely missed out on the diva era. Well, I think she was 15 during that time. Well, I'm just saying she would have been at home in that era. Well, yeah, well, then they would have been, they would have known what to do with her. They don't know what they're doing with her because she's not, she's not a wrestler. She's, no. it's, it's bad. It's, it's really bad. Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't get it. But the, um, I don't even understand why, like, Jonathan Osmos, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, to me, it's like, why did he ever, like, quote-unquote, leave? Like, we never even saw him on NXT working. Like, I know you wanted to use that master frame and use him in the story with AJ. That's cool. I get that. But um, it shouldn't even be like we're sending Jonathan back. It should have been like, you know, Jonathan is working on his craft there, like, two days a week that, that should be a given the same with Dabocado. like i don't think you've ever seen him do anything because he didn't ever catch a glimpse of raw underground but um i, I look at anyone that's seen the little action he's done um on main roster tv you can sell, tell he's not ready so like those are you know those are givens but i, I, I think i'm missing keith like i'm not seeing it I, I think I miss seeing out on Okado on uh, because I only watch the Hulu versions of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and well, yeah, and then Dio Madden. As much as I like him, I just don't think I'm rooting for him. But I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to paint out for him. Well, yeah. Because he, oh, he's, well, I forget, what is his, uh, what is his retribution name? They're all stupid. All the names in retribution are stupid. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know because every time, you know, retribution comes on, I kind of. Tune out? Yeah, because that is a group that could have been like the spooky nexus, you know. Because they are like creepy looking, but they could have like done what the Nexus did, where they came in and run rush shot and attacked everybody, heels faces, and now they're just like, oh well, time to go do a job. Yeah, they you're right about that. They they could have been um, the cross between sanity because that's they try to have a sanity feel to them, uh, especially with the entrance and Nexus because they're a much bigger group, obviously, than sanity was. So they're kind of across there. 
And right. they they did not uh, do that well at all. They totally, I, I don't know who wrote that. I don't know who booked that. But they took something that had potential and totally just threw it away. And then to have, and, and, and having Ali be their leader was, was a cool turn because it's like, hey, generally you expect, you know, that type of a group to have their leader be someone who's big and imposing. Um, but I don't know. It, they're not, you know, and I look, you look at them and why are these guys like, I don't know. I mean, Dominic Dijakovic, how do you pronounce his name? I can't. Dijakovic. Dijakovic, yes. Um, is it just me? Does he look like uh, Sean Spencer? Um, just bigger. Like, he looks like Sean Spencer from Psych. I just, you know. I've never thought that. No, no, I, I, there's a picture I'll show you. They, especially when he's like pointing to his face, he looks like he's doing the whole, it, it looks, they look alike to me. But, um, like that guy, we've seen what he can do in the ring, and for him to just be a jobber in a mask is ridiculous. And they featured, you know, the match that like made Keith, him facing Keith Lee in a match that made Keith Lee the breakout star, right? And to me, and that match made them both look great. You know, it's like. You know, they're both they both can work they're both big they both can move they've got great looks you know Dominic could probably get a little better on the mic but you you can't he's not he's not a jobber like why is he jobbing in a mask I don't I don't understand the, the mindset of what's going on with that but speaking of not understanding mm-hmm the Undertaker is on Cameo. Are you familiar with Cameo? Yes, I am. Okay. So I've seen some prices on Cameo. I saw your girl had like was charged like 50 bucks or something like that for, for Cameos and things like that. And some people were charging like 100, 200, 300. Um, yeah. I think the first time I heard of it, Lillian Garcia was doing like ring introductions for people for money. Yes. I heard that too. I was like, that's, that's actually kind of cool. Um, especially like if I'm, you know, working in the independence and, you know, I want to have uh, an audio of becoming of uh, being announced. Like that kind of, that's kind of cool. But um, the Undertaker's on Cameo and he's charging a thousand dollars for an Undertaker Cameo. Is that worth it to you? To me? Have- to me personally or 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 as a concept to you purse to you as a consumer personally i understand it as a concept because you can get somebody to pay for it of course that works but you know to you as a consumer and as a wrestling fan no as much as i respect taker i'm not going to pay a thousand dollars for him to record you know 15 seconds you know okay Um, is is there something that what would it take for you to pay to, for you to pay a thousand dollars for something related to Taker? What would it take? What would you have to get in return uh, for it to be worth the money? My first thought in this day and time, because we don't have like meet and greets anymore. Well, let's say assuming in the let's COVID say assuming era, that, assuming you know pre-COVID era, assuming that there's no COVID restrictions or COVID concern. Oh, it would have to be like some type of VIP thing at like a meet and greet where like. Okay, you're not going to just, uh, you know, meet him and shake his hand and get a picture, but, you know, you, you get, you know, five minutes backstage and it's a limited thing where there's only, you know, 10 people that can get this. Mm, okay. You know, something like that. Um, I'd cough up a thousand bucks for Taker or assuming I had a thousand bucks to cough up. Um <laughs> Or, you know, or a handful of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, everybody knows I'm a huge Alexa Bliss fan. I went to her signing in uh, Langhorn uh, a couple years ago. But I didn't buy the VIP package then because it wasn't worth it to me. Because, one, all the Alexa merch they had, I already had. Mm. And, two... um, 
it just wasn't worth it. The only other bonus part of it was skipping the line, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't. It'd be, it'd have to be something really special. Like, I paid a couple hundred bucks for, and this was, I forget how many years ago now, but um, there was a Star Trek convention in Jersey, and it was, they were thinking it's going to be like the last time that Shatner and Nimoy and like and pretty much everybody but DeForest Kelly was um, still alive. Right. And they were all going to, they were all there. So it was like, you know, it was like, I think it was like 300 bucks and you got to, and you got to be in the room and, and have dinner with the cast. And that to me was worth it. Cause you were there for a while. You were there for like a couple hours. Um, right throughout the entire thing and, and the entire cast is there and they're talking and they're telling stories and it's like yeah you're not at their table but you know you're you're in you're in the room and it was still it was still limited like a limited amount of space because you've got tables and everyone's having dinner so it was still kind of an exclusive thing and that was worth a few couple hundred bucks to me but like a grand a stack like it's got to be like it's got to be like it's got to be super exclusive. Like it's got to be. There's only like four other people at this dinner table, um, and like it's more than fifteen. <laughs> so I'm like, like you've, we've got to hang. I or I want. I tell you what, it, it would have to be like um, Comrade Thompson's story of how him and um, like he won that. I think he won or he paid for. Um, you know, Shane Douglas to come and watch wrestling with him at his mm-hmm. house. Like right, it would have right. to be something like that. Like he comes Shivani to was going to do that for a while. And I think he backed down on it. Yeah, but see that, that would be worth it. I, I still wouldn't pay it. Cause I'm not that big of a taker fan, but if it was like a person, I am a fan of it was Shawn Michaels. It was someone I'm a big fan of. If it was Nash, it was Hall. Yes. Come sit on my couch, have dinner, watch, you know, two match watch one hour of wrestling with me whatever i want to watch and you know that would be cool that would be worth the stack well yeah i mean for me if it was flair michaels alexa bliss um you know a handful of others barry windham um you know, Steve Austin, somebody like that, mm-hmm. I can get to come in and say, okay, I'll Trish Stratus. Um, let's sit down and watch this. You know, I'd want to sit down and watch their matches with them, you mm-hmm. know, and pick their brain. What were you thinking when this was going on? You know, right. what, what, what was your motivation here? What was your mindset? You know, um, what do you remember about this? Or, Hey, this happened. What do you, you know, what do you think about this? And, <clears throat> you know, then then yeah that would be awesome um i'd love to sit down flair and michaels and have them watch flair all the wrestlemania match, match? Yeah. yeah that'd Together. be that'd be really cool of course then they'd make fun of me when i cry at the end but that's okay <laughs> no they wouldn't make fun of you because yeah. they would be crying too now i i literally i cry to this day it's been you know 12 and a half years and when, yes. and when and when Sean says I love you, I'm sorry. I I well up. A lot of people do. I don't think anybody would make fun of you because, like, that's one of those matches where like so many people cry over. Like, I don't think many people, and especially them, I don't think they would make fun of you because I think they would be tearing up too. Yeah, it was an extremely emotional moment. That, that's a, that's then that would definitely be worth the money, you know. Yeah. That would be worth the two stacks you have to pay to have each one there, but it would be that would be worth it. Oh yeah, that would be worth. Uh, you know, to me, something like that that'd be worth more than a thousand dollars, you know, right per person. Um, but you know. but but that's, if it's if and, it's uh, and, if it's Vincent, I mean, you know, if it's Virgil, and here. You know. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> well, well, you could probably get him to do it just for a meal. I mean, Virgil's got great matches, you know, for, for to watch with, and you know. <laughs> um, what was the one match? It was like Virgil and the Mountie against Repo Man and Ted DiBiase was like on this Tuesday in Texas. 
Oh, that sounds like a match. If I saw it, I blocked it out. I'm looking it up. It was this this Tuesday in Texas. <laughs> um, let's see. The matches. The repo. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Warlord and Bulldog. Yeah, it was uh, Repo Man and Ted DiBiase with Sensational sharing its El Matador. El Matador. He will become El Picador. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking, uh, c- continuing the, the money train here, uh, WWE has been struggling with the video game in 2k division and battlegrounds has not been what uh i don't think is what they think thought it was going to be as far as players and sales and to spice things up they've added nba star damian lillard under character name laheem lillard and nfl star rob gronkowski as gronkster to WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Does this make Battlegrounds so, so, more appealing to no, you? No. <laughs> Look, there's nothing appealing about Battlegrounds to me to begin with. If, in fact, if you'll recall, when they released the trailer for it, I sent it to you and I was like, do you believe this crap? And you were like, you made this up. Ah, uh, I do recall. Which is why I had to to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole, well, you know, the Rock tossed John Cena out, and he got ate by an alligator. I mean, I'm okay with that. I don't mind that part. Um, I do, <laughs> I, I do, but then again, I don't watch AEW, so you know, not, not even for the Stinger. Nope. I mean, Sting, Sting just needs to stay retired. I I concur. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I know you're not watching AEW, but he came when he came out, and I was watching. He came out and he had his full gear on, and I'm like, please tell me they did not sign him to to work. Please tell me he's not going to work. He's 61 years old. Coming off a serious neck injury. neck injury, yeah. Like, I mean, if he's, I mean, if they signed him to do what they've done with every other legend and manage and and try to help build these guys up, I'm all for that because I think and I th- I think it's great. I think Taz having his crew uh, is great. I love having um, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and yeah, Arn Anderson with Cody. The Nightmare Family, Tully with uh, Sean Spears and uh, and FTR, um, especially you know with FTR because I they're, to me they're just like the modern brainbusters, um, like which is what they pattern themselves to be and who they've studied the most. Right. So like, I love that. I think that's great. I think it's wise <laughs> use of legends, a lot wiser than what WWE was doing by just keeping them all backstage and, and off camera. Um, I think that's great, and I think that they brought Sting in to do that for Darby Allen or whoever. That's wonderful. But if they if they wanted to put him in the ring, I I am not here for that at all. Sting Sting managing Darby Allen. That's um, it's not my pick. <laughs> Just because a guy has black and white face paint on does not mean there's any Sting in him, and that they should pair them up. But I mean that that was the rumor and he came out after that after their match. So it was like, oh, here we go. That's the rumor. Yes, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. I just and I, I don't see how and if that's the pairing they do, I don't see how Sting fits with this dude who skateboards up to the ring. Like where's Sting and his baseball bat supposed to fit in? Um I don't I don't, well, I don't also maybe I'm just limited and I don't get the vision. Also, I just don't see Darby Allen as being like this big over f- baby face. 
and that's all that Sting's good at doing. Because anytime Sting's trying to be a heel, uh, he he do, it doesn't work. And Darby Allen's whole character screams heel. Yeah. I mean, if you look at him and you go, is he a heel or a baby face? And you don't know anything about him, you're automatically going to go, he's a heel. Right. He's where he's, he's got the punk look. He's got, you know, he's on a, you know, destroyed, you know, he looks like a, I don't mean to sound this like a, like an insulting way, but he sound he looks like a, uh, an extra from, you know, a, a Mad Max reboot, you know, mm-hmm. from the car and everything. He skateboards up to half the face paint. Like he just, <laughs> He looks like somebody who had gotten eaten in one of the early episodes of True Blood. Or that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that works. Yeah. Uh, and, and none of that just vibes with Sting unless you're going to change Sting up, which you don't hire Sting to change Sting. No. You, know? you don't change Mickey Mantle's number. Right. Yeah. Uh, that That doesn't make any sense to me. At all, that makes less sense to me than 2K having Damian Lillard and Gronk in the game. But I mean, I'm not surprised that Gronk is in the game because you know he did host WrestleMania and he did win the 24/7 title, and he was going to do some more with them before he decided to get back together with Tom Brady. But having said that, um. It doesn't make the game anymore. There's nothing about that game that's appealing because I like realistic wrestling or being able to set a game with the settings where it's more realistic. Right. And that's none of it. That's true. Especially, you know, having a a tag team with a a point guard and a tight end. (laughs) Tag team back again. Hey, Dame's got bars. I mean, maybe that's why they brought him in. I don't know. Maybe. But maybe. Uh, speaking of WWE, continue on this train. So COVID, as we mentioned, there are restrictions. It's it's a thing. It's a real thing. And especially if you live here in Pennsylvania or North Carolina. Yes. Um, so obviously business has changed hence you know thunder domes and uh limited attendance in aew shows so back in november dave Meltzer stated and who we can't know for sure uh obviously when it comes from Meltzer, but uh, what it, he said seems to be ringing true is that uh the wwe talent have been advised that the way they do business with house shows are is finished for good. Do you think that house shows period are going to be finished for good, or there's going to just have to be a major shift in how house shows are are run and the frequency that they're run? I, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to qualify it. Okay. If COVID goes away this year, I think house shows will come back because they've always been a WWE staple. I, I don't think there'll be there's going to be huge, huge tours, but I think they're going to hit their local spots in the Northeast at least. Um, because you know before the thing hit, they were coming to Allentown like once a month. Mm-hmm. I think they would keep a small schedule and then you know obviously uh you know coliseum shows for the pay-per-views right and for raw and smackdown having said all that i think if covid lasts another two years or more then we could very well see uh, a, a change in whether or not that's something they do, or it could be they do it because they know people are going to be, once COVID goes away and once the restrictions are up, people are going to be eager to just go and do anything. True. So having said that, I think there's a lot of reasons to keep house shows going. And Vince is such a traditionalist for what he's done. Mm-hmm. Not for wrestling, 
but as yeah, a whole, obviously. Yeah, his own traditions, yeah. But, so I could definitely see, and we've never seen them go away from house shows before. So I think Vince likes that spectacle. So I think you'll still get MSG, Allentown, Philadelphia, Boston, maybe. Mm -hmm. Kind of their old territory areas, maybe getting regular shows. And then if you want shows otherwise, it's going to have to be for, you know, whoever's hosting Raw or SmackDown. Gotcha. Pay-per-view. Yeah. Whoa. That, that makes sense there. Is Kevin Sullivan doing a run-in in the back there? Oh, you know, he, Sullivan loves to, to come through, you know, in all his faces of fear. Yeah. Okay, I need to put on hold for a second. I need to get another drink. Okay. I'm back. All right. All right. So continuing on then, Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce, they're a tag team. <laughs> and personally. In, in the words of men on film, hated it. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's not a good pairing. And it. If you're going to put Peyton Royce in a tag team, just leave her in the Iconics. At least that's her best friend, her, you know, her, her, you know, soulmate, whatever she wants to call her. And they had chemistry together. Yeah. Um, like I, I, you know me, I was no huge fan of the Iconics, but what, what, I saw the value in them and appreciated their, their chemistry and the fact that they worked well together and they made each other look better. Um, like they don't look as good apart. I mean, what was this, what they brought the iconics up for? Cause there's what's the payoff here. Here's the thing. I think one Peyton Royce should never be a baby face. She's a natural heel. She should always be a heel. Period. Like, she should just never have a baby face run. Mm -hmm. So that's one mistake they're making. Two, if she's going to be a tag team, it shouldn't be with Billy Kay. And three, I think if they used her right with her athleticism and her look, I think she could be a major women's star one day. But they've got to use her the right way um, and highlight the things about her that actually work. Um, like she cuts a great heel promo. She's very dislikable. At the same time, she's a very beautiful woman. Um, I've often said I thought she was the most beautiful woman in WWE. Um, and she is very athletic. She has that huge dance background and she can throw kicks like no one else does in the women's division. Uh, so they highlight in that, I think. The, you mean you mean Carmella doesn't throw the best kicks? <clears throat> no, I love me some Carmella, but um, some of the things they have her doing now, Carmella throws one good kick, and that's her super kick, and it's decent. Yeah, at best. Although I did mark out over your boys, the Street Profits, um, calling Dolph Ziggler a poor man's HBK. 
yes. after HBK has yeah, has done that himself. <laughs> I think everybody by now has has done that. I mean, it. I was watch, I was watching the not not this Friday, but the Friday before is SmackDown. I'm like the match that Dolph these the six man uh, Intercontinental Champions tag match. And I'm like, Dolph, man, just stop with the HBK emulation and everything. Like, bro, like your boots, like just no one can rock those style boots. And but Sean, like you, you're not Sean, dude. You're not Sean. Yeah, he. Uh, oh, God, you need to let like like you. We can't take you as like your own person when you won't let that go. There's nothing wrong with emulating who you like, but you got to be your own self. Right. Man. Like, well, Michael's even said, he's like, yeah, there's some things I stole from Flair, but I turned the corner with him and made him my own. Yeah. Like, I, he I would think that's a big the, part of like, Dolph's problem. He would do the, the upside down bump in the turnbuckle, but he didn't flip over and run to the other side like Flair did. Right. He would go back, back the way he came. Right. And that would usually set him up to get hit with a clothesline or a punch or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, I think that's a big stumbling block for speaking, for Dolph, of, is it? speaking of SmackDown, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> speaking of Carmella, my biggest problem oh, darn. I didn't with this whole Carmella thing, the conversation. with this whole thing that I've been watching since Hell in Cell is uh-huh. that you've got Carmella and Sasha each on the wrong side of what they should be doing if they're going to feud with each other. And they're going to feud with each other. Carmella should be the baby face. Sasha should be a heel. Sasha should always be a heel. You know? Yes. That's the one thing that she's really good at is right. being a heel. Um, and I think Carmella can be an effective heel, but she's not being an effective heel in this role. She was better. She's better being an effective heel when she has, you know, someone to play off of, like when she had James Ellsworth. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have them feud, and even like when they had their little verbal confrontation a couple weeks ago, the things she was saying to Sasha were, were babyface things. She's like, like you're a Nicki Minaj ripoff. Like, that's something a baby face would say, not the heel, you know, and that would be directed at the heel, not the baby face. Right. And so they're just on the wrong side of things. But WWE, for some reason, I mean, same with the Bailey Sasha feud. Bailey's Bailey's proven she can be an effective heel, but if she's going to be at Sasha, she should be the baby face. But for some reason, WWE, excuse me, seems committed. (laughs) You almost said WCW. Yeah, and I caught myself and I stopped. <clears throat> but they seem committed to making her a baby face. Well, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know what's going on in their heads, but the way it was building, I took the build as Sasha was going to turn on Bailey and they were going to, ha- and that's how the feud was going to go down. I think that, and I, and I think the way it seemed apparent to me that's how they were doing because the way they were building it. Um, and that after I figured Bailey would not be as energetic in saving Sasha as Sasha had been, and she would get upset and turn on Bailey. Um, I think my guess is that the success of Bailey's heel run convinced him to say, Hey, we can milk this heel run under Bailey longer if we keep Bailey heel and have Sasha go face and we'll, and we'll just continue to have Bailey be a heel and turn on her friend and we can get Sasha to be a baby face. People will love it. And you know, we'll put the title on her and then we can have them, you know, start working with different people. Um, so I, I think it was more of a, a business decision that they made there over a storytelling decision, because I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Their their natural roles are are reversed. Sometimes, sometimes when you do things because of a business reason and you neglect the storytelling reason, it doesn't pan out the way it should, and you booked yourself into a hole. Which to me is what they've done with Sasha. Because if they had just gone and said, "Okay, no," people, you know, Sasha's not going to be a good baby face in the long run. 
let's just stick with what we're planning, then I think you've got a more viable feuds coming up for her. Mm. Um, because she's not sympathetic, you know. No, she's not. Baby faces have to be sympathetic, and she's not sympathetic. When she got whenever Carmel attacks her, go, eh, good, you know. Don't like her, you know. I mean, well, but now we've I got mean, Bailey. I mean, there's a, there is an audience that that finds her sympathetic because they're they're they're. I mean, she has fans. Um, hey, leave Mike Matthews out of this. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of Sasha Banks fans out there. I was just on a panel where a guy put Sasha Banks on his Mount Rushmore of women's wrestlers. Um, there are Sasha, there are a lot of Sasha Banks. I would have gotten there. up and walked out of that panel. I'd have been no, thank you, my no, no. I mean, there, there's a Sasha Banks on a Mount Rushmore of anything, you know, unless it's going to be like with her and Goldberg and Nia Jax and someone else for you know Seth Rollins for hurting people. You can put them on that really- Mount Rushmore. Uh, and that's you know that I didn't that was not obviously not my pick but you know um, I heard I that wasn't that's not the worst uh, selection I've heard though lately so um, there's look, some 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 people make some some mod picks out there um, yeah. as uh, I, one, I don't one, think one, and, and actually that wasn't the worst of that panel because because another guy said Ronda Rousey so. If I were going to pick a women's Mount Rushmore, I don't think there would be a modern star on there. Not okay. I don't think there would be a star from the. Well, let, me, let, me, let, let me let me get your feedback. Okay, so I, I know you. I know you want to put Charlotte on there, but to me, she let, hasn't let me, done enough. Okay, but let me let me. Okay, so I'll, let me get your feedback here. So the way, um, and shout out to my man Carl Collange of the Sports Hit List for having me on. Uh, they're, they're Mount Rushmore. So what, what Carl does is he has four people. He has each of us give our four. And then we each, after we make our arguments, we each get to pick one from our list to be the final four that goes on the, the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. So the final four that, um, that ended up on this list um, were Becky Lynch, um, Charlotte Flair. Um, hold on. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, um, Trish Stratus, and Manami Toyota. I agree with one of those. Which one? Trish Stratus. I don't agree with that at all. But I, I know you don't, but you don't have good taste. Um oh, I, mine mine would simply be number one sensational sherry. Okay. Two Trish Stratus. Three Medusa. I had Medusa on mine. She was on my my four. And four, um there's a lot of people that I can put in fourth place. Um I'd probably say May Young. Okay. okay. Let's not forget what a pioneer she was. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. Or I might even go back even further. Um, but yeah, uh, Sherry would be number one, Medusa, Trish. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, um, yeah, that would be mine. I, I don't think Becky or Charlotte have done enough at this point to earn their way onto it because they've only been around for, you know, essentially Six five years. years. Yeah. yeah. So I, I said my four was Manami Toyota, Charlotte, Medusa, and Asuka, especially Asuka for being over in the States and over in Japan, which extremely hard. Yeah, and I don't even know if I would go. I mean, and that's not even. And when I make my list, I'm not even looking at all the Japanese stars that are out there because they certainly ruled women's wrestling for a long time. You know. Yeah, and that's I'm why surprised, I had to pick Toyota. On the, on my, on, yeah, I'm surprised on the list. I didn't hear Bull Nakano anywhere. You know, 
I was that was that was my um when I was looking at number four for my for my part, I was wrestling between Charlotte and Bold Nakano. And I went with Charlotte because I was like, I already have two Japanese women on here. Um and I was like, can I? I was like, I, I, where, where, I mean, where's it was Kurt a last, for Lioness Suzuka and people like that, you know? Yeah, those, yeah, see, those are those are all names that I was looking at. These are guys. These they clearly don't they don't watch Japanese wrestling. I was like, none of y'all clearly watch Japanese wrestling <laughs> because there's a lot. Of, I'm like, they they when when the one dude said um, Sasha Banks, I was like, I mean, I know she's got fans, but no. Nah. And then another dude was like. Ronda Rousey and I was like what you're gonna put her on the Mount Rushmore for after a one year run mm-hmm. what like I he said well she brought up more eyeballs to to wrestling I'm like okay she Not brought a couple she, she brought a couple casual eyeballs Ooh. to wrestling from UFC and I'm, I guarantee what? most of those eyeballs did not stick around let me change my fourth one Mildred Burke Okay. That's not a name you hear often. It is if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not a name that you hear that often. And, you know, both people hear Mildred Burke that often. Now, she was a real pioneer. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a wrestling historian uh, reference right there. Thank you. Oh wow! Yeah, like it, I, I like that actually. I I can't. I'm not. I'm not mad at that one. I can't be mad at that mm-hmm. one at all. That's a good one. See, what, so would you say Burke, um, May Young? Burke, I don't even know how you have Burke, Trish no, on there. Burke, I'm, 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 because of all she accomplished and revolutionizing it from being just bronze and paintings matches to being actually good competitive matches, like she had with Lita. And like she had with Mickey James and like she had with a lot of people. I mean, you have an unfair bias against Trish, so I just ignore you. I mean, you said her match with Charlotte was a terrible match when everyone, and I mean everyone, I mean, I'm talking Scott Keith, uh, Dave Meltzer, all the, uh, everyone else who rates matches ranked it higher than the AJ Styles match at SummerSlam. You talking about the one that she did recently? Yeah, everyone, was, the only people who said it was a bad match was you and someone I know for a fact you don't like, Wade Keller. I don't like the Wade Keller. The only person who but agreed hey, with even you Wade, Wade Keller, Keller. Hey, a clock is wrong twice a day. Wade Keller got it right for once. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> you and Wade Keller were right and everyone else was wrong. Yeah. Oh, well, you know... Hey, 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 look, a lot of enjoy a lot of people, look, a lot look, of when people you and Wade, look at Trish and get like, together, she's hot, and they give her a pass. When you and Wade get together, you can adjust each other's tinfoil hats, okay? I'll, you know, and hang the, and hang the way, and hang the out the way with, people with the cold, hang out with the cold heart, hiding from masks do, do, and do, stuff do, like that. Do you know, do you know what you sound like right now? The way you and all those people sound like you sound like Sasha Banks fans because they stand no. for her and overestimate her. The way people overestimate Trish, and they've done it for years. You're wrong. Period. In nope. discussion, you're wrong because she's not that good. She's better than a lot of the women that are out there today, and she proved that at SummerSlam. She got carried to that match, but mm, no, because that was a Trish style match, not a Charlotte style match. It was boring. I barely remember that match. Well, I mean, what can I say? The the, the majority of, 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 not just me, but the majority of the, of the quote-unquote experts agree with me and not only said was it a good match, it was better than AJ Styles' match, which says a whole bunch. The only person who agreed with you was Wade Keller, who is a piece of, of dung. Wade yeah. Keller, Ray Keller is a poop stain on the pants of professional wrestling. And somehow he's making money, though. Well, you tell people what you, they want to hear, and they'll pay you for it. Well, see, Wade told them what they want to hear. They didn't want to hear at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, 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 that would be the match I would book. Trish versus Sasha, the battle of the overrated. No. 
No, do not even use Sasha and Trish in the same sentence. We will seriously get in a fight over that. Oh, I just did it. Bring it. But that is going to complete our eyes. I'm knocking things over on my desk. As Matt runs scared. Oh, <laughs> that big yellow stripe down his back. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even I get don't, to talk about Bailey. I didn't even get to talk about Bailey's new feud with Alexa Luger. I'm lost on who Alexa they, Luger is supposed to be. No, I said Alexa Luger, as in Bianca yeah. Belair. She is the female version of Lex Luger. You th- you you equate Bianca all, with a yep, female yep. version of Luger? Yep. All please, please look, explain. All look and athleticism, no talent whatsoever. Uh, how does she, she have no she, talent? You can tell when she's in the ring, she has no business being there, and she doesn't know what she's doing. She's incompetent in the ring. The only thing she can do is her flips and her presses. Hey, I'll give her credit. She's athletic. She's super strong. She's got a unique look, but she is not a wrestler. She sucks. You are on the crack. Nope. Nope. You sound like a Sasha Banks fan now. You are on all of the crack. All right, Mike Matthews, with your Sasha love. All, all, all of the crack. I, I nope. tell you, I don't, I don't <coughs> nope. like the she way they, is, I don't like the way they booked her she, her matches. Nope. She has and always will be nothing but a body, like Luger, million dollar body, ten cent brain. When it comes to wrestling, all on all of the drugs. Mm-mm-mm. Now we know that that is something we don't joke about because I've actually been off all the drugs for almost 11 and a half years now. Yes. Yes, you have. Yeah. Don't even imbibe alcohol or cannabis anymore. Well, for Christmas, we're going to find JT a warm heart. And. Well, I have a nickname for a reason. <laughs> This is true, and, and, and this is and, this is the heel generated show. So, and telling people the way it is, you know, I mean, look, as wrong as it is, look, no, no, uh, she she's not a talent. She is a body with some athleticism, the same as Lex Luger was when he started out. Before he got so roided up, he couldn't move, like Scott Steiner. But uh, Big Papa Pump was pumping, okay? He was trying no, to be that big, bad booty daddy. No, he, was, he wasn't pumping. He was popping. Like popping the skin with needles. Well, you don't get the biggest arms in, in wrestling if you know. Hey, excuse me. Those were the largest arms in the world, 26-inch biceps. Yeah. Come on, man. It's... Holly, if you hear me, hey, look, he had he had maybe the best peak ever on his biceps, except for maybe Boyer Cole, probably. And come on, and and no one could deny Steiner math. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know, if WME wants a list of people to send back to training, I can give them a, a considerable list. Oh Lord! Well, we're go- we're well, we we don't have that much time, especially because you didn't Lana. do an episode. So, yeah. give me your favorite Christmassy moment in wrestling. Um, can be it can be a promo, when, it can be a match, it can be a segment, uh, whatever. I kind of liked it when Balls Mahoney came out as Santa Claus. Vanta <laughs> Claus is yeah. a great moment. I mean, it's one of those things where it's so stupid it becomes entertaining and iconic. Yes. I mean, I don't generally think about wrestling as far as for you know Christmas. I mean, one, I don't like I'm not a big Christmas person. Um but you know, for me, 
just because wrestling was like so like multiple personalities in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. like it didn't know what it was doing itself. Having Santa Claus come out, you know, the former Boo Bradley come out as Santa Claus was, you know, it was entertaining. Oh yeah, it was it was quite entertaining. We need to get back to book a match. That was that's the segment I miss. Well, you're you're in luck because that's gonna we've been booking matches to close the show for a while now. So hell, hold hold <laughs> hold your horses. Hold your horses. Okay. Um Santa Claus is one of my favorites too. I personally um enjoy the um Big Chris Jericho and Big Show Santa Claus Ruse. Um just seeing uh you know Jericho on his lap <laughs> was pretty funny. I thought that was entertaining. And I even though I when it first formed Jericho, I didn't like it. They grew on me and by you know, by the time this happened, I was uh I was a big fan of Jerry's show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what All match right, am I so booking? This is the match you are booking because it's Christmas time, because it's December. December is Starcade season. So. I thought for a minute you were going to bring back the Christmas creature. No, 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 that's not happening. Not at all. So I need you to book a Starcade match between two previous Starcade main eventers. But maybe they haven't faced each other. No, just it, they can have faced each other before. But just book your 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 premier Starcade match main event. Sting and Flair. That's easy. Sting and Flair. Okay. They were the main event at Starcade '89. Yes, they were. Um, they always had good matches together. Uh, you know, I think I think a lot of people go, "Oh, Flair and Dusty," but I, I didn't. When Flair wrestled Dusty, he wrestled Dusty's match, mm-hmm. and that to me is not a good match. Um, you know, I'd also want to say somebody like Ricky Steamboat or Barry Windham, but those guys never main evented Starcade, so right. I'm gonna, yeah, your your options. Are unlimited <laughs> when it comes to main evented uh, Starcade. Well, and the first six years, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, Flair main, well, no, excusing seven years, uh, eight, eight, eight years were all main evented by Flair. Right. You had Flair and somebody. Right. Yeah. And 89 and 90, it was Flair and Sting. Correct. No. No, it was. um. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, most Flair and Sting. Because they were the finals of the Iron Man tournament, and then it was Flair under the hood wrestling Sting as the Black Scorpion. Black Scorpion, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And Flair bladed through a mask. That's a deep cut. Um, that's cool. Okay, cool. I was I was thinking you were going to say Flair, obviously, but um, I, I, my, my guess was you could say Flair and Sting, but... I was thinking you might have thrown a curveball and said Flair and Bret Hart, but no, I never really enjoyed their matches against each other. Um, I, I just never enjoyed their matches. Um, Bret, who Bret is today, has really soured me on him. I used to be like a really huge Bret Hart fan, and uh, you know, Bret being who he is these days has really soured me on him. So it wouldn't have been Bret. Um, you know, just looking ahead, it's like, you know, uh, looking at the choices, you look at the matches that Flair had, Mm -hmm. um, and then you look at beyond that, well, you could say Sting and Luger were the main event of 91, even though it wasn't a one-on-one match, it was the finals of a two-ring battle royal. Battle, right, battle bowl, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Muda won Battle Bowl the next year, but I don't remember if that was the main event or if it was Williams and Simmons. Um, 
93 Flair and Vader. Um, that would probably be my second choice for another match. That was a fantastic match. But then after that, you get into WCW and things start getting silly. Yeah, well, the the the, the Hogan era, right? Begins because you got Hogan and Beefcake. Then you have Flair and Savage, which that would probably be my third choice. Um. 96 Hogan and Piper and to me that's not Starcade that's that'll always be a WWF thing mm-hmm. you know um, 97 you got Sting and Hogan I would never pick Hogan anyway I'd already pick Sting so it's just you know and and Nash and Goldberg nah, not gonna book either one of them in, in a top match again against anyone I mean, unless you want Goldberg to hurt somebody. Right. What about, what, what about Steiner and Sid Vicious? In the last WCW Starcade. That was a great no. match. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That, WCW 2000? There was, was just so much greatness going on then. WCW 2000 was example and what not to do with a wrestling promotion. I mean, that was right there with some Vern Gagne stuff. <laughs> and and um, um, would you would you you probably you know I'm pretty sure you stopped at two you, your mind stopped at 2000 or probably didn't even get that far. But um, would you have if you were considering the WWE branded Starcade, would you consider changing your main event at all? Because that would add you AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Lashley, Owens, and your favorite Jinder Mahal. No. Um, because I'm trying to think who, if I could pick a semi main event at that point. AJ Invader. Okay. Okay, that, I like that. That wouldn't be my semi-main event. If I was picking from from former Starcade main eventers and booking matches or um, Samoan Joe Invader, that would be a hard-hitting match. Yes, it would. That, that think, match uh, way turn into a shoot. But yeah, I think, but I think Vader and Samoa Joe is a better choice because that gives somebody to bump for Vader. Mm-hmm. Because Samoa Joe is not really—I mean, he can bump, but he shouldn't be bumping around for anyone. Right. Those should just be punches and palm strikes and submissions. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hard hitting, and then of course a a moonsault from Vader for good measure. Yeah. I like that. I mean, you could really build. I mean, obviously, because all these guys were main eventers, you could actually build a pretty decent card um, with that. How about for the number three from the top, Savage versus Kevin Owens? I would that get out of my head. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah, that could be a crazy match. Yes. Oh yeah. And I would probably jerking the curtain. Yeah, jerking the curtain, brother. Yeah, is gonna be the Hulkster himself versus Jinder Mahal. Oh, that was a, is that your opening match? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why he said jerking the curtain. Yeah. So who who does who does Dusty Rhodes face? Dusty Rhodes. <clears throat> and see, the thing is, does Dusty as, face as, Piper? Does he face Lashley? Uh, I w- no, I would say if he's going to face anyone, he'd face Piper. Okay. <laughs> or he'd tag team with Piper. Um, you know, either way. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Dusty's in ring work. So. Um, where where would you put Lashley versus Harley Race? I, I wouldn't do that. I think they'd be too much of a clash of styles. Okay. Uh, um, 
<clears throat> if I was going to do Harley race, I'd put Harley against uh, Ron Garvin. Okay. So would it be Lashley versus Goldberg? Lashley versus Goldberg is one choice. And there's also Nikita Koloff versus Lashley. Yes, there is. Um, I would put Luger uh, against Goldberg. But didn't we saw that and it sucked? Yeah, but I would still do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Just thinking of whose styles match up the best. And then actually, um, you could recreate what was a great match in WWF with Nash and Hart. Yeah, you can do that. That was. It was a good match, um, and when they had it at Survivor Series 95, and it was an okay match when they had it at King of the Ring 94. Yes. Would, uh, you want, um, would Nikita work better with Lashley, or would Steiner be better for Lashley? Because this was peak Scott, you know, Scott Steiner, like even though WCW was Okay, terrible. Steiner versus Lashley, and Nikita versus Sid. Okay, yeah, I like that. Nikita versus Sid. That's a pretty good card. Too bad there's not a wrestling game that can put this together. Because that would be a card that would be a cool card to watch. Well, you can always create a wrestler and download those wrestlers and make the card yourself. Yeah. In the two K games. They'd have yeah, but unfortunately the servers are down for two K eighteen and they'd have to pay me twenty dollars to buy 2K20 because it is just a hot glitchy mess. I'm, I, do you mean 2K19? No, 2K20. 2K, no, 2K20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, 2K20 is when I skipped out on. Yeah, it's because it's terrible. Uh, and I think they make up the servers yeah. up for 19 um, for partially for that reason because 20 is terrible. Well, I've got 19. Yeah. So maybe I'll go in and. Yeah, you might be able to uh, to find some uh, community creations of all that and be able to. Did put you that Did you know that on Harley Race's grave it says the the best wrestler alive on the on God, best wrestler on God's green earth? I did not know that. Yep. It says it on his tombstone. Oh. Okay says handsome king champ we, we know harley had a a, a positive self-image cool i like i like that we not only booked a main event we booked a entire show yeah. off of star k main adventures you only get that here on breaking ring russell that is going to do it for this episode of Breaking Ring Rust. I am your host, Rockin' Mr. Magic. He is the Cold Heart JT, and we want to thank you for listening. But we could not do this alone, not without you, Breaking Ring Rust fans, you jinx out there who continue to support us by pressing play. Please continue to do so. Please rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. And share among your friends. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. And if you can't find us, let us know at geeknation at gmail.com or message geeknation directly on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And until next time, get yourself over, Marks. <laughs>